everyone, you're listening to the Sailing to Success podcast show, where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. So today, you're going to hear from guest Dan Moyle of Interview Valet, where he shares his insight on podcast interview marketing. So you'll learn how to be a great guest and tips on how to have a successful podcast. So let's set sail. Hey, everyone. As I introduced, um, we're talking to Dan Moyle, who promotes helpful, engaging marketing over interruptive advertising. And coming to marketing from the TV news business, Dan brings a wealth of knowledge from writing to video production to multimedia content creation. And he says that he'd rather help someone reach 50 ideal customers rather than 5,000 passive viewers. And I highly agree with that. And um, he's a believer in servant leadership and he can be found behind the scenes at work with organizations like Talons Out Honor Flight and Interview Valet, which I have worked with, lifting others up with service and a strong worth ethic. So thank you so much for joining. Oh, Lindsay, it's a pleasure to be here on Sailing to Success with your listeners. I love it. Awesome. Now, I was kind of intrigued by a couple of the terms that you have, and one of them is interruptive advertising. What do you mean by that? Uh, you know, to me, it just, it's the, the basic, we're all so tired of being interrupted when we're watching TV or if we're listening to the radio, you know, or I go to check my, my mailbox as if we still get junk mail, but it's that uh, idea that I'm going to say to you, Hey, Hey, stop in what you're doing with life and look at me, look at me, look at me. That to me is interruptive advertising. So it's, you know, ads, yeah. pop-up ads, banner ads, whatever. So do you hate pop-ups for websites? I, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I know, but they work. They convert. I know. The data shows <laughs> it. I know. <laughs> data, I know. always rely on data, not your opinion. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It. I, but I totally get you. It, and it's funny, like on, on being on one side of the fence for marketing and then as a, like a consumer, <laughs> we have a yep. different opinion, right? Absolutely. You got to wear those two hats, you know, go back and forth. I know. And what do you mean by servant leadership? Oh man, I love servant leadership. It's to me, you know, being a a leader of people, you have to inspire them mm-hmm. and lift them up and empower them to be better than what they are right now in order to help whatever you're doing move forward, right? And so to me, servant leadership is all about serving those around you to make them better. Um you know, and, and I'm a, I'm a faith guy. So I take my cue from, from my, my faith and from mm-hmm. my Christianity that, you know, the, the Jesus came to serve. So I'm going to serve. Right. Um, I take my, my cue from other leaders who like Simon Sinek, uh, leaders eat last was one of his books and same kind of thing that I'm going to serve my team in order to make yeah. them successful. Yeah. And that, and that's true. And I, it's, I think that's becoming more and more prevalent over the years, you know, mm-hmm. versus, you know, 20 years ago, it was, I don't know, just so much sales based, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're, we are a little bit more focused. I hope some people are still lagging behind, but, <laughs> um, but more focused on, yeah, like serving people, giving them information and building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a totally different approach. Yeah, absolutely. And when you take that, that idea into the leadership realm and you look at a team, you say, okay, I don't want to just push down my orders to the team. I want them to be invested. I want them to have ideas. I want to give them all the tools they need to be successful. I mean, that to me is a mark of a true leader. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, honestly, it's like 
sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees as a leader, right? And someone mm -hmm. that's on the front end, if they see something that could work a little bit better, I'm like, please tell me. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, any way to, to fix the situation. Now, I know you're heavily involved in, um, you know, inbound marketing to grow your business. And of course, for me, for my business, I focus on content marketing. Can you explain the difference on like what is inbound or what is the, you know, how do you define inbound marketing? Yeah. The, the age old question of our times right now, right? Uh, Joe Polizzi versus Brian Halligan. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I call it inbound marketing mostly because I was a HubSpot customer for a long time. Still gotcha. a big HubSpot fan. Yeah, I love them. Great resources. Um, yeah, uh, but I've also been to Content Marketing World. Love Ooh. what Joe Polizzi does. Um, so content marketing to me is is still very powerful as well. I, this I think it's a slight difference in my mind though that okay. um, inbound marketing. It, it, includes content marketing, but it also could include other, you know, a little bit of outbound advertising. It includes a little bit of the, um, the definition of, you know, attract, convert and delight. Yeah. Whereas, whereas to me, you know, content marketing always has seemed to define itself by, by content, not necessarily versions, but about content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but, but I do think that content marketing has evolved to be really a lot more like inbound. So it, they're really interchangeable to me for the That's most true. part. <laughs> you know? when I, yeah. When I think inbound, I think of it being the lead capture part, like hooking mm -hmm. them to attract them into the funnel. Whereas like content marketing is more broader where it, it's all those stages from that beginning, that moment that they get in, so to speak, and then nurture, you know, have your sales funnels and convert them. But yeah, that's, that was always my sort of thoughts anyways. I don't know yeah. if that's true or not, but that's how oh, I, I like viewed it. it. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I, yeah, I like thinking of the content as all of everything, but as the inbound is bringing them in. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. a great way to distinguish it. And why do you love inbound marketing so much? Um, you know, I, it, it's funny because I, I think back to why why I love it so much. It's because when I was in the newsroom as a news producer um, of a morning show and, and TV news, I, I kept thinking, you know, I really want to use content and storytelling to to do something different in the world, not just tell news, but I want to mm -hmm. bring it to a company and I want to help with PR and media relations and and anything to do with their their communications and bring people to them. Right. Not, you know, not just shove it down their throat, but, but bring people to them. And so I really fell in love with that idea before I even knew what it was called um, about using content and social media and all these different tools now at our disposal. And so I just love that part of it. And, and the other thing I love about it is that, you know, rather than trying to interrupt someone's day with, you know, commercials or billboards or radio ads or, you know, banner ads or whatever, even search ads, I can't stand. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'd rather bring them to me so they get to know me, they, right. they like me or the business and then trust us. And then you do business with people you have a relationship with, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, with the exception of huge retail or just transactions, yeah. so much of our business is based on relationships. And that to me is what inbound really is all about is relationships. Awesome. I love that. And I love the blog that you have on the inbound evangelist.org uh, as well. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And of course you have a podcast as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, um, I, I actually don't have a podcast yet. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny <laughs> because that. no, that's fine. It's, it's funny because people think I do because I, I get to go on so many podcasts, but I'll be honest, Lindsay, all the work that you do on your podcast. Um, I don't have the, 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 the work ethic for that just yet. <laughs> 
that's why I love podcast interviews is because I can just be yeah. the guest and, and get to talk to you and reach your audience. You, you trust me enough to bring value to your audience that I get to just be here and hang out. And that is so much easier <laughs> than Fair what enough. you do. Right. Fair enough. Um, and of course a huge part of content marketing and building relationships and serving people is podcasts and it's mm -hmm. growing so much. And I love the term that you have, um, podcast interview marketing. So can mm -hmm. you explain that to the audience for those that wouldn't understand that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, as marketers, we have so many things at our disposal when it comes to a, a toolbox mm -hmm. of, of everything we can use, right? Um, you know, obviously advertising, promotion, owned media, earned media, uh, you know, did native advertising, all these different things we can use, social media, search engine optimization. To me, one of the newest tools is going to be, or is already podcast interview marketing. So if you think about, you know, social media mm -hmm. marketing, you think about search engine marketing, yeah. email marketing, whatever you want to call these things, this is one more tool. And it's basically, it's being able to tell your story and, and, and offer value to, to the, your potential buyers through podcast interviews. Um, we are such uh, consumers of podcasts now, you know, 400,000 podcasts was the latest number from iTunes. Wow. Um, you know, a thousand every week or something like that. Uh, of course, out of that thousand, how many stick around? You know, you've got quite a quite a, a plethora, a library of, of podcasts yourself. But you know, not everybody has that kind of staying power. So, so even though there's a thousand every week, there's a ton of podcasts. Some of them do go away. Now, with yeah. that said, you know, with that said though, uh, you know, that we're so hungry for podcasts and for content, and it's such a a beautiful medium because it's intimate. I think. You know, yeah. as you and I sit here and talk, the listener is sitting there with, you know, earbuds in or they're in their car or they're at their desk and they can just, just listen almost as if they're listening to a conversation at a coffee house or, or a bar or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so true. It love, feels I interactive. That. I know when I'm listening to podcasts and it's, I actually prefer the ones where there's two people having a conversation versus the one where it's just one person speaking, but that's my own mm -hmm. personal thing. But yeah, you do feel like you're like kind of hanging out with them and you're listening yeah. to the conversation. Absolutely. It's, that's powerful. <laughs> It is. Now, what, I mean, for anyone that's starting out or wanting to start a podcast, what do you think the goals they should have stepping into it? I mean, I think one of the, one of the biggest goals is to figure out what your goal is, right? I mean, if you really want to drive sales to your business, if, you know, if you have a marketing agency and you want to bring people in and be a thought leader, then creating a podcast where you are that thought leader and bring on other thought leaders now you know what your goals are, right? Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's my goal is to um, spread the message about podcast interview marketing and to begin to develop a network of people that I can, you know, at some point help and maybe even rely on a little bit to, you know, for things like speaking gigs, mm -hmm. um, you know, book sales, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't care if my book sells. It's more of a business card to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, the modern era, right? Um, but you know, but defining your goal should be your first goal. I think the second goal should be defining your defining your buyer persona. You know, yeah. where where are the people you want to reach? Where are they? You know, are they going to be your tribe that listens to your podcast? Okay, great. Then start a podcast. Are they going to be beyond that, and you need to get on other people's podcasts in order to reach that audience that's engaged? Great. Look at that. And and what podcast are they listening to? So. Yeah, that's so true. And I find, I don't know if you come across this, but when you were talking about some that start a podcast and then don't necessarily carry it through, mm -hmm. I think some of them to me have a, maybe they don't have a goal or they, they want to do it 
and they don't, you know, they feel that they don't get a customer in two months or less. So they bail Mm -hmm. or their goal is strictly for, you know, monetizing it and for sponsorship. Um, I mean, it's, it's not a short term marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you were saying that I, I, a, a word picture kind of popped into my mind of, of podcasting is like a marriage. You know, it's not something that you're going to, uh, that, that you should enter into just because you kind of feel like it. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you're like, eh. <laughs> exactly. you know, it's like, it's like, ah, yeah, you know, this person's attractive. I'm going to marry him on the first date. Wait, hold on a minute. And same thing with podcasting. Like, boy, this sounds fun. I can do this. This, this will be great. This will be easy. You start it and you realize, oh, it takes a lot of preparation, content, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, all these things, production. I mean, you know, pre-production, production, post-production, right? <laughs> so it's, yeah, you have to set your goals up and then be patient, right? Be be in it for the long haul, not just the short term. Oh, that was fun. Let's move on. I know. Yeah. Totally. And I find I, yeah, just some people have the wrong expectations or yeah, the wrong goals. So I think people should be you know, aware of that. And, and really when it comes to a lot of different marketing strategies and avenues, it, it's not the cheapest one. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. I mean, I personally have gotten a, a lot from it. Not only me personally, um, relationships, networking, I've gotten clients from it. You know, not in the first couple of months by any stretch, but it's, it's done well for me. So, um, and, and honestly, I just enjoy it. Half the reason why I do it is just for, for me, really. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> for my own, own guilty, um, you know, needs of, of meeting with different entrepreneurs and, and picking their brain. I love it. Right. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like, you know, I've, I've heard from other hosts that it's almost kind of selfish. Like you get to sit down and talk to people who have been through it, who had things to offer yeah. when normally they wouldn't give you the time of day, but they get to reach your audience. So you get to hear it. It's awesome. I love it. I no, and I get to ask questions that I have. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. And now what are some of the do's and don'ts if you are taking podcast interview marketing on? I think you definitely have to um, think of every podcast interview as a media appearance, right? Um, you know, I, I like to say uh, it's come up recently in some conversations of like, well, you know, it's just a podcast. No, no, no. It's more than, you know, quote unquote, just a podcast. This is a serious media appearance. Treat it as if you were going on, you know, good morning America or oh, the today show or something. Cause to me, it's, it's a respect thing. Number one, yeah. you know, your, your audience is very invested in what you're doing. Right. Lindsay. I mean, you're invested in it. You know, the sailing to success show is a great show and people love it. And I need to treat it with respect and I'm going to treat it as a media appearance. Um, the other thing is, you know, the, iTunes doesn't give you any information, uh, you know, as, as an outside source mm-hmm. of like, how popular is this podcast? So we like to tell our clients, um, don't focus on, well, this is the biggest podcast ever. You know, I'm not going to get you on NPR, but I'm going to get you on great shows where you have an engaged audience, right? Yeah. Because if you're going to reach, you know, 2 million listeners, okay, you might be able to say that you reached 2 million listeners as, as, a, as a guest, but mm-hmm. did they take any action? So you need to really make sure that you are looking at the right metrics, you know, um, this kind of thing. So be, be realistic in those expectations too. Right. Um, and some, some don'ts, you know, I would say don't take yourself, uh, too seriously. Um, don't, uh, gosh, what else? Um, do be, I like to work in the more the do space. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, you know, do be professional, right? Have yeah. professional equipment. If you're going to use podcast interviews as a way to do your marketing, invest in a nice microphone. Um, 
we actually send all of our clients at, at interview valet, uh, a microphone as part of their welcome packet. Oh, nice. So That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, so we just want to make sure that you sound professional, that you act professional, mm-hmm. that you show up early, um, you know, help promote the show afterwards. Yeah. Uh, we really hammer that into our, our clients of, in fact, we even help our clients do some of that promotion afterwards through um, social media channels and then uh, uh, different automations. So yeah, just, you know, it, it's, it's take it seriously. I mean, it's an important thing, but have fun with it too. Right. I know. And it's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like you mess up, you stumble on your words. <laughs> you might ask a stupid question every now and then, and it, it's okay. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Right. It it's happens. a, it's a conversation. Yeah. We're all human. It's all yeah. good. Now explain for those that don't know what interview valet is. Uh, yeah. I mean, the short answer is we, we help our clients get on uh, relevant purposeful podcasts to spread mm-hmm. their message. Right. So it's kind of like a media agency, a PR agency. Um, we work with uh, clients like authors, speakers, business coaches, life coaches, uh, emerging brands, software as a service companies, uh, any kind of client that is involved in either business or faith or health and wellness. That's kind of our, our zone of genius. And we connect them with podcasts that the, the, their audience would mm-hmm. be, would want to hear their story. Right. So, yeah. And then we just teach them how to do some of this inbound stuff of like, you know, links and social media yeah. promotion and all that. And there's, you know, it's a whole system that we use that nice. helps them bring in um, new leads and clients and stuff. So that's awesome. Now mm-hmm. what makes a good guest? Uh, if, you're, if you're looking to, you know, Hey, you know, I want to call interview a valet. I would love to be on guest on other people's shows. I mean, some people are cut out for it and some people are not. And, and there's certain things that you shouldn't, shouldn't do. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that a good guest is prepared and mm-hmm. professional. Uh, they, they know their story and they know why it resonates with, with people, you know, um, you don't have to be, the best storyteller ever, but you've got to be at least a little bit of a storyteller, right? You know, if, if I'm going to talk with, with you about, you know, inbound marketing, you know, and we talk about specific successes, I'm going to have those numbers. If we talk about the story about the, from, from the evolution of, of a news producer into a marketer, you know, I'm going to know that story. Um, yeah. you know, be able to be able to converse and go off the cuff too is a big one. Um, right you know, it can't be an infomercial. You know, if I got in here and just kept answering every question with, well, at interview valet, you know, like, come on, (laughs) nobody wants to hear that crap, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but as we talk, you know, but just, just be conversational and be able to, to have that conversation. Um, Also, you know, focus. And I tell you what, we, we did this survey when I first started with interview valet, it's been uh, five, six months now that I've been with the company. Um, And so when I first started, the, the question was, you know, how do we make new connections with podcast hosts? And of course the team is meeting and a lot of great ideas, a lot of great opinions. But, the, but at one point, Tom uh, Schwab, the founder of the company looked at me and we're on, we're all remote. So he's on the zoom call with me and he yeah. looks at the camera and he goes, well, Dan's got this look on his face. What are you thinking, man? And I said, great opinions, great questions, but has anybody ever asked the podcast hosts what they want? And everybody kind of went, Oh, that's a good idea. So we, we did a survey and we talked about, you know, how to, how to pitch hosts and all these other things. And then, and then that developed into a survey of the state of podcast interviews. And one of the things that we, we did is we asked uh, everybody that responded to give us a piece of advice. If you're a host, yeah. give advice to guests and then vice versa. Right. One of my favorite um, uh, categories of quotes was about focus. And, you know, one person said, um, 
for God's sake, don't type during the interview. <laughs> well, another person said, put, put away the jar of M&Ms on, on, on your, on your desk. Don't, don't be messing with those. Um, you know, focus on the interview itself. It's, again, it's a conversation. Don't have a bunch of tabs open and be checking your Facebook feed and whatever. And like, you know, t- live tweeting during the interview, focus on that interview. That's a big one for me. People do that stuff. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I know. I, I can't multitask like that. There's no way. <laughs> I can it's multitask, bad enough. but no one I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> right? It's bad enough that my kittens are on their cat tree kind of distracting me. But, you know, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> if it's anyway. cats, though, that's like, you know, that's all good. <laughs> I love cats, too. My, my Molly is uh, laying on the ground beside me here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't that great being able to work from home and, and have your yes. pets around? I, I know. It. I actually saw pictures of you on one of your blogs and it, um, you had, uh, there's a couple of pictures of you. I'm like, you're a cat guy. You can't be too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and gosh, you know, being a guest, I think too, you know, you need to know what you're going to talk about up front and, and how to mm-hmm. position yourself and how to pitch yourself a little bit. Um, so tell me a little bit about the all important one sheet because it is important. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all so busy that, uh, we really need to have things broken down to us pretty simply, right? Give me bullet points, give, give me a paragraph or two and give me some interesting things. And, and, and we have found through our research that hosts really love it. When we on that one sheet, we give them suggested, uh, interview topics, right? So, you know, certainly you can use those as a word for word. Let's talk about this. Or you can just look at it and go, huh, what does that make me think of? So it's up to, you know, it's up to you. Um, but yeah, that, that one sheet, that's so important. I mean, we, when, when we bring a client on, I spend about an hour uh, on what we call a kickoff call mm-hmm. that, you know, they've submitted information into forms. We sit there and talk. And then from that, we write the bio be- between that and a bio they might send us or their website or whatever. And we create this, you know, two or three paragraph bio that really positions them as the subject matter expert and whatever it is they're talking about, right? Whether it's a book or an online course or some kind of a philosophy or strategy, you know, that, that's super important. And then a couple of bullet points. Um, like I said, the suggested interview topics, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a photo, I mean, gosh, you know, how, how often do you talk to somebody that you've never seen them or met them or anything? And that photo is the only connection you have to them. Right. So being yeah. able to picture that person in your mind, I mean, that's, oh, that's totally. important. So I love yeah. when I get uh, one sheets and they have like topics, possible questions. Yeah. I might not use them all, but it'll get my head turning and like, Oh, we could talk about this topic. And then I naturally have questions about that topic anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's so helpful. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we took our cue from, you know, PR agencies, they make media kit, media kits. Right. Yeah. And, and that's great. We keep ours a little more simple. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, one or two pages, maybe a video link in the pitch email, but we really try and keep it simple because we know everybody's so busy. I know I, I've had some pitches where it's like, it's too much information. I'm like, just give me your one sheet where it has the <laughs> list of topics and what you're an expert on. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I check out their website and stuff like that, obviously, but um, just to kind of get a feel for them and what their mm-hmm. content is. But yeah, to me, it's more about what they're going to talk about and what their topic is. I mean, I don't care how many followers they have. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even look at that. I know some people ask, you know, how big is your e-list? It's like, I, I don't care. I just want to know what's inside their head. <laughs> so, right. I can, so I can extract some of those great strategies and use it. Yeah. 
Well, that's good because then you would you wouldn't have let me on with as few followers as I have. So no, <laughs> you're right. I don't even look. I honestly, I don't even look. I was just excited. A because you're you know obviously with the interview of valet, and I love podcasting and the fact that you you know, with inbound evangelists that you're, you're focused on that inbound marketing. So, hmm. which is a passion of mine. So oh, I love it. I knew we gel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now. So once the podcast is all said and done and the host and the guests are all, you know, been chit chatting and had a good interview, what are some great to do's or have to do's, you know, once it goes live? The two biggest things I would say for, to help make podcast interview marketing as a real success for each person is mm-hmm. number one, you got to have a place for listeners to go. Yeah. Right. You know, quite often, you know, the interviews end with, you know, how can they, how can they look you up kind of thing? And we, you know, we might talk about find me on Twitter here, Facebook there, you know, here's my email, here's my mm-hmm. fax number, you know, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, really having that one place for them to go. So we, we help our, our clients create what we call welcome pages so that, you know, as we're talking and I can say, yeah, you know what, this, you know, if we, you want to, you want to look at my, my book that I wrote and get a free chapter, you can just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash sailing for your listeners. And that actually exists. That's there. Um, so that's one important thing. Send them back to a very specific page. You know, our, our homepage might change a hundred times between when we record this and when it's live and when people find a year from now, right. It's evergreen. So so having one page is a great thing. And then number two, promote, promote, promote. My gosh. Again, going back to that survey that we did with the state of podcast interviews report, so many people said, please promote the show after you're done. And, and, and I got to believe that they, they ask it because nobody did it. Right. Isn't that crazy? It, just, it blows my mind. How, why, you know, I, I tweeted, I think it was yesterday. I tweeted that I was excited to be on your show. And, you know, fortunately, you know, you empower your guests by saying, Hey, here's a quick, click to tweet if you want to that tags me and we'll share the social media thing. And so I did that and I, I would do it anyway, but the fact that you empowered me to do it made it so much easier and you know, getting that email from bell was, was awesome. Um, but you know, we, we talked to our folks, you know, and say, you need to promote, you need to promote. And, and we had that as a service. We have, we connect with their Twitter accounts and help them yeah. do some automation. Um, but yeah, gosh, it's so much fun to be able to look, you know, three months from now, six months from now and, and see you see yourself mentioned that I, you know, here's Dan, he was a great guest and blah, blah, blah. So I got to believe that it's great for the host to see that thing too of, wow, they're still excited just to be on the show. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's evergreen content, right? Like share the mm-hmm. hell out of it. <laughs> um, it's funny yeah. how many people will post, you know, whether it's a blog or a video or a podcast a couple of times and then it just like gathers dust and mm-hmm. you know especially with twitter and the feeds go so fast these days it's like just it's great content you know someone a couple of months ago that maybe wasn't even following you back then wouldn't have seen it so mm-hmm. oh and we definitely take the guy kawasaki approach you know with, with twitter yeah just tweet constantly <laughs> yes Bang the hell out of it. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> now, here's a question for you. So, um, and I've had this conversation with a number of um, different people in my field. So, with Instagram, of course, you can't share links, and it's it's graphic, um, not necessarily audio related. But mm-hmm. do you have any tips for promoting podcasts within Instagram? Yeah, I actually found a great company that we may end up offering as a service in some way to interview valet is that um, I was at podcast movement in Anaheim a few months ago. And I uh, 
came across this guy. We just started talking and he told me about this service, this company that he works for. It's called Audiogram. Oh yeah. Okay. Have you, have you heard of them? I have. Um, it, it's, it's incredible. You can download the podcast and yeah. create an excerpt and it actually creates a little MOV file or MP4 or something like that, a visual file. And of course, you know, Instagram has video now, right? Yeah. Um, and it has a quote on it that you can put in there from mm-hmm. your excerpt and nice. then it plays the excerpt. And then, you know, from there they have people have to go search for it or whatever it is, right? You can't, you can put it, the link in obviously in the post, something, but, yeah. but yeah, put it, put it in your bio kind of a thing. So yeah, audiogram is a great way to promote those things. Um, and, and, and it's, cheap too. I forget what the cost is, but it's really cheap. Um, I've used it a couple of times and, and I really like it, but, um, but that's one of my favorites right now. Awesome. And then, and then I think just, you know, again, it's, it's using the medium in its natural way, mm-hmm. you know? So if, you know, if you can do a nice little photo with a quote on it and then just say, you know, look in my, in my bio for links to all my podcasts, yeah. you can send them, send them to, you know, a podcast page, right? Um, that's what, that's a great way to, a pretty easy way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Gary V a ton, just like, Hey, a new episodes release. And it's just more, I guess, informing them that, Hey, there's a new one out there and it's about this. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. I mean, if, if you have loyal followers that they're going to find it. Yeah, absolutely. That does, not everything has to be clickable. Sorry yeah. for the marketers out there that think it does. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's, yeah. And captivating, um, graphics. And yeah, now that, uh, Instagram is, is more with those short videos and mm-hmm. audiogram. I don't know if it's like, um, I had Baird Hall on my show uh, a couple weeks ago. He's with wave.co. Mm. So it's, it's, I'm assuming it's a similar thing where you pull a piece of audio, you've got a graphic and then it makes a little video of it. Kind of like a little preview of your podcast, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wave.co. I'll have to look them up too. Then that's a great tool. It's W-A-V-V. Okay. E.co. So it's kind of got a weird spelling, but yeah, I'll check out audiogram a little bit further too. I love tools. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They're so cool. And (laughs) so, I mean, obviously you were kind of talking about having a home for people to go and, and find your podcast. Um, Cause it is amazing how many podcasters just rely on Libsyn or iTunes and they don't actually put it on their website. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Oh man. You know, it, it's funny cause I was listening to the show you did with Philip uh, a, f- a couple of, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was um, talking about SEO and Phil you have Singleton. to have, yeah, Phil Singleton. Yeah. Um, you, you have to have that home base, right? Yeah. You know, tomorrow Facebook could go away and Zuckerberg owns all your content and you're done. Right. Um, if you build your business only on somebody else's platform, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really their business now, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, Libsyn's great. And, and they're, you know, I, I understand they're a fantastic partner for a lot of podcasters and everything. Um, but that's the only place I can find you, you know? Yeah. There'll be some SEO behind it, but honestly you need to have your own website. I mean, you really do. You have to have that control and then use all the other tools to, for what, what they're there for. Yeah. It's, I think it's, I, you know, when I was at the the mortgage company before I was here at interview valet, um, I used to teach realtors how to do marketing the way I did it. Oh, wow. A lot, a lot of fun. I loved it. I, fact, I even had a couple of um, state approved continuing ed classes that I taught and a lot of fun. But I, I would always tell them, look, if you're going to build your business only on a Facebook page, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. You have, you have to have that home base. It's, it's like, and I used to use the analogy cause you know, the realtors, hopefully they get it. Um, having a website is like having a home, having a Facebook page is like having an apartment. 
you know, you rent it. You, you, yeah. you want people to buy a home, right? And they're like, oh yeah. So yeah. That's a good analogy. I like that. Hmm. Um, and so uh, out of curiosity, everyone has different opinions, I know. But do you prefer podcasts to have like a summary, transcripts, full on show notes? What do you, which one do you like better? You know, I think show notes are great. Um, I, there, there are some new tools out there though, that do great work on transcription mm-hmm. and for a pretty, you know, low price, mm-hmm. you know, if you can transcribe, uh, and use that as an article, I think that's, I think that's the best way to go really. Um, you know, and then have, you know, maybe above that, have the show notes where there's some bullet points, a couple of links. Here's what we talked about. So that if I am in a hurry, I can just look at that. Right. Yeah. But as you know, search engines and everything else that are out, that are out there that, that bring people to you, having that transcript, I think is, I think is still very important. Um, so if you can transcribe it, that's a great, that's a great tool to, to add to it. It's, you know, it's, it's repurposing content. It's using yeah. things in, in, in multi faceted ways. Um, you know, you can have a, a blog article with the uh, show embedded into it that has your show notes, mm-hmm. right? And then you can do another article that has a link to it um, rather than embedded, and that can have the entire transcript, maybe. You know, so there's different ways you can use it. You can get transcript as an ebook of the top six interviews that I've done in 2017. Well, there's all of a sudden an ebook that somebody can download, um, and it's all transcribed in, so they can read it. So it just depends yeah. on how your people, how, how your people, uh, you know, kind of take in content. That's true. I know. I always call them my peeps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it's true. Some people like to listen. Some people like to read. Some people, you know, um, like to watch the podcast on YouTube if, it, if you publish it there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You got to think about, you know, what they're listening and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you, if you know that your buyer persona loves to read deep content, you know, yeah. you, you've done your, your research and stuff, man, why wouldn't you transcribe it? Oh, right. Totally. Absolutely. So what is your favorite podcasting tool? Um, my favorite podcasting like audiogram, tool, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my, my favorite tool really, I think probably isn't even a tool. It's more of a strategy. It's there's just podcast interview marketing in general. Yeah. I, I just love having conversations. You know, you said it earlier, Lindsay, you, you get to talk with people and, and pick their brain. I get to go on podcasts and talk, talk to people who are doing this for a living and doing amazing work. And I feel very blessed to be on those podcasts, um, you know, and, and have that hopefully drive business, obviously for my company, yeah. you know, drive some interest in, in my personal brand, my audience, the inbound evangelist. So that's the tool that I love most is the actual um, category of podcast interview marketing. Awesome. And, and yeah, it's like educating people and getting the word out. Um, Cause some people are like, they're just starting out in the entrepreneurial world or they don't really understand all about podcasts or how to get on interviews and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's like if, if we can, you know, if we can help only two people, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. As they say, but it's true, right? Like, cause I God, I, I don't know about you, but it's like, I remember starting out years ago and it's like, where do you go for help? Like, where do you go to learn how to do something or be inspired or, mm-hmm. um, like back then I never really even knew that podcasts exist years ago. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now, you know, I've, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm working on a project, I'll up a list of the 50 best podcasts for public speakers. So oh, I just cool. want to offer, I, I, I'm excited about it. I love it. <laughs> you know, I just want to offer that information of like, if you're, if you want to be a professional speaker, yeah. here's a bunch of podcasts to listen to, to be inspired, educated, informed, whatever. 
And so I love the idea that this new world is, is out there and it's becoming so much more mainstream. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's just exploded. It's, it's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I have one more question before we leave. Cause I, again, I'm, I'm here to pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so obviously we, you know, we published to iTunes, Stitcher, are there any other ones that we should be the directories that we should be going to? Um, I listen to stuff on SoundCloud also. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. Um, you know, obviously iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, uh, the big ones. Um, I don't use a lot of other ones and as much as it's nice to be, I mean, other than SoundCloud, as nice as it is to be syndicated, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and reach more of an audience, it's, it's, creating your RSS feeds is the most important part of it because spending a bunch of time uploading and, and uh, maintaining directories, it just, people aren't there, right? I, yeah. I go, I go to iTunes or Stitcher and that's it. And then SoundCloud and that's it. But you know, other people may maybe go to other smaller ones. Um, but honestly, it's that whole category King idea that, you know, if you're not in iTunes, do you really exist? <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's so. so true. I know. I like, um, I took, I switched my phones and I haven't put it back on, but, uh, podcast Republic was a good one that I liked oh, Okay, I yeah. their interface, but, um, but yeah, everyone's different on, on what they like to use. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, I know there's a bunch of other ones. There's, you know, overcast is one, um, anchors another one, I guess, but some of that is just, uh, um, instead of, you know, it's man, what's the word for it? Oh man. The opposite of creation is what, not cultivation. Oh, uh, cura- like they curating. Cur- yeah. yeah. There I know you what go. Mean. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, some of those are just curating from, you know, iTunes or other, other places. Sources, so yeah. yeah, exactly. Awesome. So if cool. you had a message for, um, my audience on podcast interview marketing, what would your, your final words be? Be helpful. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, you know, help, help others, whether you call it servant leadership, you know, helpful marketing, um, whatever, you know, educational marketing, anything you do from podcast interview marketing to social media, to inbound, to content, just help others. Right. That's just huge for me. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for that. And of course, you know, if you are looking to be a guest on, on other people's podcasts and, and share your wisdom and your, your expertise, definitely go to interviewvalet.com. And so besides interviewvalet.com, where can they find out more? You know, honestly, that's the best place to go. If, if your listeners go to interviewvalet.com forward slash sailing, mm-hmm. they can find my, my social media there, my connections, my contact information. Um, there's a, a sheet there, the nine secrets to getting booked on your first interview. Oh, nice. Um, and they can download a, uh, an excerpt from, from my book that I wrote, how, how I went from journalism into inbound marketing. So um, yeah, interviewvalet.com forward slash sailing. Perfect. And of course, we'll have that in our show notes too. So thank you so much awesome. for spending time with me and chatting. It's been so much fun. And yeah, I love talking about interviews. It's a blast. Absolutely. It's my, my pleasure, uh, Lindsay. I appreciate the time being on Sailing to Success. Have a wonderful day, everybody listening. All right. So thanks, guys. That is it for today. You, of course, can find this interview and others at uh, sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. And if you are looking to create a podcast show or you need help with your podcast production, don't hesitate to go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and, uh, and check out our services. So I wish you all a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back. <laughs> <laughs>